Today's episode is brought to you by M1 Finance, a new online broker that automates your investments. Once you tell M1 Finance what stocks and ETFs you want in your portfolio, they keep you balanced automatically as you put money in and take money out. And M1 Finance does all of this with no commissions, just a low annual fee of 0.35%. Visit m1finance.com listen and get your first six months of service for free. M1 Finance is a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to Listen Money Matters. Slow paper is better than no paper. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? It's past 5.30 for you, so Mm. hopefully something good. It it is something really good. It's a coconut... Hiwa, H-I-W-A, does that sound? Is that a beer? It is a beer. It is a porter beer from the Maui Brewing Co. I saw that on Instagram, maybe? You you did. Did somebody send you that? Yes. uh, My my good friend Arlen from Hawaii. Hawaii. You have a friend in Hawaii? Jealous. Um, I I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Moana, by the way? No. It was pretty good. I saw it a couple days ago. What is it about? Uh, wait, do you not? Are you like are you kidding me right now? No, and I, I now I feel a little watch, embarrassed. Do you not go watch Disney movies in the theater? No, I didn't even know that was a Disney movie. I wasn't sure if it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you go see Frozen? No, but I'm pretty sure I know all the songs by heart. Did you go see Zootopia? No, that one was my favorite, actually, probably like in the last several years. Zootopia has been my favorite uh, animated Disney movie. But Moana is the heartwarming tale of a brave, adventurous girl from a island around about Hawaii or that area or mm-hmm. something like that. And she has to go on a journey to find this big dude who's a demigod. And it's cool. Hmm. Is his name? It was really, What's his, his name? name is Maui. Ah. Yeah, it's a good movie. So if you were if you were Rotten Tomatoes, what percentage would you give it? Uh, personally, I would probably give it like a ninety to ninety five ish. Mm. Like I saw there, a lot of the reviews were saying this is one of the best Disney movies in years, if not the best in the, oh, like really? the female lead princess genre ever. Um, I'm not sure if I liked it more than Frozen. I would maybe put them equal. Mm. But uh, I liked Zootopia more. How does it compare to... So in the, in the female lead princess genre, how does it compare to The Little Mermaid? Uh, I gotta be honest, I haven't seen the full Little Mermaid in so long. Oh my god, I'm sorry. So, I mean, I, I've seen it. So The I, age I, gap I has never say, felt wider right now. I have to say, like, I, I've seen it, it's just been a long mm. time since I've seen it. So, I mean, I like both of them. I would probably say that I liked Moana more than Little Mermaid. And my absolute favorite Disney movie... And favorite, uh, especially for like the princessish lead, whatever you want to call it, is Mulan. So mm-hmm. easily my favorite one still. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy it. It was good. So how did I get on the tangent again? Oh, yeah. Hawaiian beer. beer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> beer is good for tangents. Mm. And you know what? I'm OK with tangents because it's basically the end of the year. I don't know when this left. episode is going live, but we're recording it um, 10 days to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go over 
how to get your finances. I guess we're going to do a review. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Review our finances. We're going to talk about how we plan on getting them ready for the new year. Basically talk about goals, see what we did this year, and maybe give some suggestions for how anybody listening can do the same, both how to review your finances and your progress over this past year and how to prepare for your goals in the future. Sounds good. And I mean, this was your idea, so... I, I know, like I can't even take credit for it. It was actually Laura's your finances idea. Finances became more complicated mm. this year. I, I know that because you yeah. had properties. <laughs> so, I mean, do you even remember what your financial goals were at the beginning of this year? My goals were to um, not be an asshole with spending, and I think <laughs> what does that mean? Like, not spend too much, or not be a stingy asshole who doesn't spend enough. I, I don't think I've had that that issue. I uh, you know I, I I'm like um, I like binge on money, mm-hmm. where you know or like I like we Laura and I binge on money where some months like we spend like every dollar we earn, yeah. may, maybe even few dollars that we earned in prior months, and then then we we see the bill, we have very serious conversations and then we don't spend like almost anything for like a month or two and then like we because we saved then we go like oh yeah. wow like we, we saved a lot and then we binge again um so wait did you do any automated savings this year or was it all just like oh crap we bought eight alligators last month this month we're gonna dump two thousand dollars into betterment or something like that so uh we we have not done autom- automated savings. We what? didn't. But 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 here's the thing: is we put we packed away a lot. So okay, because um, we we don't spend everything that we make. Uh, but we sold. We had originally bought our condo for like three hundred and twenty thousand, and then yeah. we sold it for four hundred and twenty thousand, or right in around those numbers, <laughs> and literally rolled that money into rental properties. And so we added to like our worth. Uh, not consistent. So basically, like, you didn't stick to the fundamentals that we usually tell other people to do, but the ends justify the means in this case for you because you came out ahead. Uh, you know, I, th- I feel like that's an excuse. I, I want, <laughs> I want to be like an adult in, um, okay. yeah, 2017. Mm. So you're in review for you. Mm. Still binging a bit. You did come out ahead. But would you attribute that mostly to the sale of your condo and the nice, you know, chunk of profit you made off that? Or was there also some good, good old fashioned saving done from salary and from business income? So, so we definitely saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say that we built a, a meaningful runway. I don't yep. know if there are any planes that will be taking off on this runway, but we have, I, I packed a lot. We packed a lot away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there were bouts of us being selfish, and so we overspent, and we're trying to fix that. And so we have a few things that we're changing. You mean like short-term selfish? I yeah. mean, saving money is still sort of selfish, isn't it? I, I guess you know, it, you're thinking about yourself, you know, uh, or so your family. I love James Clear. And he has this whole concept of your current self or your present self and your future self. Yeah. And when you buy things today or you buy things on credit, you're, you're feeding your future, your current self at the expense of your future self. Mm. 
And um, yeah, we 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 could have been kinder to our future selves. Okay. How about you though? How did you do? It was a good year. So, uh, and I'll get into this, but I remember telling myself and and even telling you at the beginning of 2016 that 2016 was going to be the year of money Mm. because 2015 was actually even, even into 2014 mid 2014, but especially Q4 2014 is when college info geek really started to take off. Uh, it was because I started doing YouTube and I came up with my book on January 3rd, I think of 2015, the combination of that, just massively increased the audience of college info geek over 2015. Um, that did translate to an increase in my income, but not a huge one. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, like, okay, 2016 is the year I need to get serious about solidifying the systems in my business that actually create profit and saving more money, etc. Um, I would say that in a, building new products and et cetera since I failed on that front in 20 in 2016 mm. because we did not launch a course. I didn't launch any products. Did you personally save money? And I saved personally saved less money this year into my own personal accounts than I did last year. Mm. But I'm okay with that because uh, my business made a lot more gross mm. than it did. And I personally, so you invested in like the engine of your business. So like 2017, it'll. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, I am putting very, not very little. I'm putting like a few hundred a month into Vanguard and a couple hundred a month into betterment. I think I'm saving like a total of 500 or 600 a month into investments, mm. you know, which sounds like a pretty decent amount. Sounds pretty good. Uh, it's just far lower than I touted right. on in 2015. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to retire by 40, blah, blah, blah. By putting $2,000 a month into my Vanguard account. Uh, and now I'm like, I could retire by 40 because I'm going to scale a business up that will make me hopefully millions someday. Mm. You know, that I, I'm dreaming much bigger and, and laying the groundwork and, and road to achieve those dreams. Uh, and I have to scale the business to do that. So, so you actually had a really good 2016. Yes. Uh, I had a very good 2016. I didn't squirrel away as much money into taxable investments, but the future of college info geek is brighter than it has ever been. And it's grown, you know, I, I haven't like crunched the numbers on every single metric to see if it was a higher percentage growth in 2015, but it's, we've gone from, Oh, I don't even know how many subscribers we were at in January, but we're nearing 400,000 now, you know, you know, it's so, so it's weird. Cause I'm listening to you talk about the business and, um, I, I leap at every, every opportunity to talk about listen, money matters. I'm like, well, you know, like what, what question should I ask Thomas to like, what about Thomas, the person, how do you do? But I think the business is kind of an extension of, I guess that's the way I see listen, money matters. Yeah, what it is. But also, and this doesn't really have to do with my personal finances, so maybe it's a little off topic, but College Info Geek became more than just an extension of me this year Hmm. because I brought Martin on. I also brought Anna on. Uh, Ransom got more involved 
you know, and he's he's been writing freelance articles for me, but he's also helped develop a couple of resources. Like we just launched a uh, a huge college packing checklist in August, and he helped immensely with gathering all the items and you know vetting things and figuring out like what's the best item. So mm. he's part of it. Uh, Kayla, who works with you now too, she works with me. She basically runs the show when it comes to like scheduling the podcasts and blogs and everything and coordinating other people, which is amazing. So there are four people besides me that are invested in it now Mm. and it's caused a real mental shift because for the first like four years of the business five years of the business i felt like it was me and it felt like my thing but now i feel like it's very much a team effort and it's really just it's to look at it is very weird so okay so check this out um i want to talk about uh goals for next year and and stuff like that but i do want to say that um I, I love talking about this. I know you love talking about this. And I know we've been asked a lot about this stuff. And um, mm. I think we both strongly believe that uh, if you're if you're listening, like you should just you just got to start something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, like what, what are you waiting for? And so we've also been asked a lot to do another series. So we're going to do a series distilling down all the all the bullshit. And there is quite a lot of bullshit. Um, I actually think it is not that difficult to start a business having mm. gone through the meat grinder for years. Um, so in, in the goals, I think, I think maybe a good goal would be, uh, to start something. Think about starting a business or a side project that could become a business. Mm. I like thinking about it in, in small experiment terms, you know? Because College Info Geek was a blog that I started as a little side project, and the intention was to impress recruiters and in interviews mm. at first. You know, I didn't go into it thinking it would be a business, but you know, even still, it turns into something. You, you know, you, you achieve a certain level of success, and then from there, you can actually realistically look to something else that didn't seem possible before. And uh, Anna is working on starting her own blog now, so it's cool seeing somebody else start something of her own. So yes, Laura's I do been like working it. as well. And you know, it's, it's fun to, to see the beginning part again. Yeah. It's, it's actually refreshing. Oh. I almost want to like do it, but I would. Yeah. Not, yeah. It was crazy. I was looking through, I used to keep a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked through an entry in 2011 and I was like, Oh my God, the site got 90 visits yesterday. How do I keep this up? Cause I'm so afraid it's going to go back down to 50 a day. And just like, it's crazy seeing like from a different perspective, those thoughts and everything, like how exciting it can be to, you know, like 90 visits. Holy crap. It's insane. So I feel like I'm getting off of, of like end of year budget and finance and things, but I, I mean, I told, I'm, just, I totally I'm excited about the, I'm excited about the business, you know? Mm. And th- that's the thing. So, so what, what I'm really preparing for, and mm. I'm just going to transition into goals for next year. Mm. Um, I'm moving to Denver. Right. And I don't know the exact date yet, but it's going to be sometime in April. So my lease ends for this house here in Iowa, April 30th. And I don't know if I'm going to wait until, you know, April 30th to move or I might like snag an apartment April 1st if I find like a really good one because there's like certain floor plans and places I have my eye on. So it may happen in April. So basically, um, my goal for like the past half year and going forward into April is move to Denver and make sure the business is in a position that it can 
steadily support me, Anna, and Martin, and his girlfriend. You know, mm. and you know his girlfriend will probably get a job, but Martin is working with me, so I have to make sure the business is healthy enough to pay all of us mm. in a much more expensive town. It's a lot and of pressure. that's been like driving my decisions and driving a lot of what I do and motivating me for quite a while because it's no longer just like, oh, it's just me. And if I fail, it's just me who deals with the consequences. It's now like there are several people who are affected by the performance of the business. So, I mean, they're contributing too, but I have to make sure that it's in, headed in the right direction and stays healthy. Dude, let's break down. Uh, so, so I think that, um, and, and actually, I don't, I don't want to do it necessarily on moving because we did an episode on mm. the move. But I think planning for the next year and kind of like backing into what is achievable um, and like what you should even focus on. Uh, yeah. There's this quote from Winston Churchill that that I love, and uh, like I, I always, whenever I plan or I get crazy planning, I always think about it. It's, uh, Plans are of little importance, but planning is essential. And I guess that sounds um, like an Eisenhower to me. <laughs> well, it's it's Churchill. At least at least there's a there's a, a decent amount of people on the internet that think it's Churchill. It may not be the case. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's an anxiety. I make a quote now. <laughs> Look, like, hey, if you, if you can make an image and just attach a quote to it, you know, it's true. You're Dude, good. There is Look, no try. Gandalf. Boom. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I don't think that it's appropriate to like go into 2017 and not have some sort of plan of yeah. you know how much you're going to save or what are you going to do to increase your income through your job or starting something on the side, you know? Um, and, and I think you should have like three, two or two to four, you two know, to four goals like, or, goals. or like save $30,000, start something. Um, do you have two to four goals? I mean, I have a, I have a lot of I I have an inappropriate <laughs> amount of goals. That's why I have a okay. lot of gray hair. But uh, <laughs> um, so one of my core goals, uh, my my mortgage payment plus homeowners association is thirty two hundred dollars a month, and yeah, I yeah yeah that and that hurts a lot often. Like I'm able to pay <laughs> it, but I learned that it's not necessarily being able to pay it that's important. It's like it becomes a requirement of income for me, right? Like I can't yeah, go yeah. live on a beach and fish because I have to pay, I have this mortgage. So yes. my goal was to pick up rental property to become uh, mortgage neutral, right? Like I, if I- so Where like the income from rental properties covers your mortgage without you having to expend any of your work money, basically. Exactly. So <laughs> like it's the single big, biggest expense I have. And uh, yeah. like I see this as a way of neutralizing it. So, um, if you subtract the reserve amount, which, which we talk about, and, and I think is very important, uh, I now make a thousand dollars a month from rental income. So mm. I, I've shaved about a third awesome. off. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm really so excited. Like, you're basically going to pay what I'm going to be paying for rent. If you don't think about that rental income, you know? So, so that's kind of the, the goal is, you know, maybe uh, siphoning off like the, the mortgage account into mm -hmm. something that feeds from the rental income and just like literally pushing that out to sea and just 
forgetting yeah. about it. So my goal for 2017 is to add at least a thousand more. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that that is three rental properties. Uh, so I okay. think I could do three again. So so that's one goal. Um, the other goal for me is to uh, stop being a money binger. And okay, I'm I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do it. Uh, we have an episode coming out with somebody that that you'll hear in January, and I think that that tool will fix it, at mm. least for me, because I think a big part of it is just being mindful of when you're out of control before yeah. it hits like too much. Um, uh, would you say that you have binged in the past three months? Yeah. So why don't you sit down with your credit card statements when you get a free moment and just like look through and and identify what transactions or what categories were the binge ones? Food. I mean, okay, so it's food. Mm. So does that mean you guys are going out too much or like you're subscribed to like 15 Blue Apron subscriptions at the same time? (laughs) Like what or is like you're buying Lagavulin every single other day or something like that? Like what? what element of food is costing you that much money? I think it's, uh, you know, it's eating out and I guess I consider okay. alcohol in that budget. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's also like a lot of little things, you know, you are at a store and you buy something for $10 and I'm not really a, bu- I don't really have things like yeah. my gym shoes are literally from high sure. school. Like, yeah, your, your apartments or your condos pretty sparsely appointed. I would say. I, I thank you. I, been there. I, I, that's There's an achievement. There. Yeah. Um, one of our friends comes over and she always compliments Laura on how clean our apartment is. It's because <laughs> we, it's like we don't own anything. <laughs> There's nothing. To, There's nothing. Nothing to make it dirty except for that like little cactus. Yeah. On your desk. Which that was I actually one of the biggest expenses once. of uh, 2016 <laughs> was buying greenery. <laughs> uh, okay so it's it's eating out it's booze and it's random shit at the grocery store it, it's being yeah. irresponsible you know like yeah. where uh getting home from a place in the city may take us an hour instead uh we might take an uber and pay 40 dollars, and mm-hmm. then we'll be like ah like what's 40 dollars? because we're doing well now yeah um but the thing is is it doesn't take many times for you to say that for it to be a, a meaningful number Maybe you should put Uber in a folder on your phone that says, think about it. <laughs> like, think twice. <laughs> like you're- I don't know. But yeah, so like if you want to stop binging next year and you you basically have identified where your biggest binge category is, then, uh, you know, the goal isn't don't spend so much on food or don't spend so much on booze. You know, there needs to be something more concrete and action-based. Like, all right, we're going to... Um, we're going to, you know, go to the grocery store and we're going to, or at the beginning of every week. And I do this beginning of every week. I'm going to plan out exactly what I'm going to eat for dinner each night this week. And then I'm going to literally go to the grocery store right then. And I'm going to buy all the ingredients for all those things. And maybe you'd plan out, go to the restaurant, you know, twice a week. So that you have five meals to do. So, so Laura does that. And mm-hmm. that is a huge reason why we don't blow like, all of our money is because she does plan that out. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we're trying to do, hopefully, and I mean, we did a little bit of it, uh, is like shift from taking like, like the thought that you go out and have mm-hmm. dinner and like that's time together. That's meaningful. And instead like cook together. And so, yeah. 
you know, where we might go out in New York and it'll be like $150 for like a dinner and drinks. Insane. Dude. <laughs> Every time it passes like 50 for me with, with me and Anna, I'm like, makes so, me cringe. It's like we, we did uh, like a, a beef Wellington, which is like really expensive. We bought like flame and young and like all this stuff. And that, Saw a picture. that and wine, the whole thing was like 70 something dollars for us, which if it was like, is granted expensive, right? Yeah. But when you swap it so for what would have been more than double, you yeah. know, and then possibly an Uber home. Um, yeah, exactly. Man, New York is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's stressful. But yeah, so I mean, you, you have actions you can take, mm. you know. And it, with booze, there are any number of weird systems you could create. Um, I'm guessing you don't have the thing where I was. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't think I've talked about my my current system for drinking less on the podcast. And oh. basically, I've, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, have mm. I? Uh, I I have no idea. I mean, Basically, you've told me multiple I times, but told Martin and Anna, um, you know, I put five hundred dollars in the line for each of them to basically make sure I can only drink with people in like social situations. Mm-hmm. So that way I don't have to be like, oh, I can't ever drink or I have to wait till the weekend and like, oh, well, this, you know, Saturday got taken up by some family thing and you know thursday friends actually came over so like you instead did of tell that, us like, because i remember i'm now remembering being offended that you didn't think i was anybody because you oh, didn't that's drink right me. yeah so i mean <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if like that's something that's appropriate for you guys because you and laura probably usually drink together mm. maybe there's like some other system that can make it so i don't know maybe you have like a cash envelope and that's all you spend on booze for the month you know like one that. thing actually that i have been doing and so so you started this podcast with me like two years ago yeah. At this point. So it's taken me roughly two years then to be like, you know, I should probably work on better habits. <laughs> I think it was like the, was fir- like the first episode. <laughs> I, I know. I know. That's, that's how slow my brain is sometimes. Um, and so I've been really trying to um, where before I was like, I'm too busy. I just don't have time. Yeah. Right. And that that's, is really just an excuse. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a very lame excuse. And yep. so I think um, I, I believe that I'm able to do Listen Money Matters better because I have less time. And so that constraint forces yeah. me to be more efficient and, and focus on what's important. And I guess I'm going to push it a little further. Like I've been it's, it's only 10 minutes, but I've been doing Headspace every morning for the past like five the meditation app. Yeah. And That's right. um you know, because I was on a plane and I was listening to Tim Ferriss and he basically like flips out. He's like, if you're not meditating, you're an idiot. You need to meditate. <laughs> and my, you know, Matt had told me about it. You've told me about it. And I'm always like, well, my, my brain's good. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need that. Like, I'm smart or something. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but I really think that it's important. I 100% agree. This episode is sponsored by M1 Finance. There are a lot of new investing apps and tools out there, but M1 is truly different and worth trying out. M1 lets you customize and automate your investments. The platform is simple to understand, easy to manage, and inexpensive. You control what percent of your money goes into various stocks and ETFs, and M1 does all the work to enact your plan. M1 uses fractional shares, so every penny gets invested according to your plan. You get all that with no commissions. 
just the low 0.35% annual fee. And it doesn't matter how big or small your account is. Start with as little as $100. Go to m1finance.com slash listen. Our friends there will give you six months of service for free. You get custom portfolios, automated rebalancing, fractional shares with no commissions. Go to m1finance.com slash listen. M1 Finance is a registered broker-dealer, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Listen Money Matters is brought to you by Varo. Managing your money can be a nightmare, but with Varo, you're able to manage all your accounts from one intuitive app. No more jumping from one banking app to another just to figure out your finances. With Varo, online banking and money management tools are rolled into one. This allows you to see your complete financial picture right from your phone, making budgeting decisions on the fly easier than ever. Learn to set spending goals, manage expenses, and budget for little things like dining out or those big ticket items like that European vacation you always wanted to take. If you're ready for a new way of banking that's built around your behavior, sign up for Varo Early Access today. Go to varomoney.com slash listen. That's V-A-R-O money.com slash listen. Banking services provided by Bancorp Bank, member FDIC. So, so one of the most conscious areas where I've been trying to make improvement in the last few weeks, ever since Thanksgiving got over, is improving my ability to concentrate, stay focused on my work, and not be distracted by social media, by news sites, by like injections, a little novelty. I want to improve my brain's ability to hold its focus on something. Mm. So over Thanksgiving break, I read deep work from Cal Newport, uh, which is like, it's instantly going on the top of my list for recommended reading for anybody, but especially students. Cause like the, the number one question I get is how do I focus? How do I stop being bored of my studies and stop going on Facebook? So I read that and it was like the culmination of this feeling that I'd been having for the past few months prior where I felt like my ability to really focus in and write a good video script or edit, you know, for a while had been diminished. And I felt like I was like, what's wrong with me? I used to be so good at writing and I could think of great jokes and stuff. And it's just like not <laughs> coming. And I realized like it's because I've been continually letting myself check stats all day or go on Twitter all day mm. or in like the moment I'm bored, pull my phone out. And, you know, so I sat on the plane home from Thanksgiving and I like created this huge implementation plan where I have this software on my computer called Cold Turkey that basically like blocks every email, social media, news site, anything I usually go on until noon every day. And then it blocks it after 9 p.m. at night. So like the first part of my day is nothing but like morning routine, working out and writing or reading. Mm. And then the end of my night is like truly shut down. And then I've also been meditating and I don't use headspace like you. I just do like straight up Zen meditation, trying to focus on my breath and pushing out any other thoughts. And I do it for like five minutes, which is tough for me because my brain's very overactive, mm. but it's been helping like immensely. And that's something I want to keep doing in 2017, keep building my ability to focus. I think that's going to have knock on effects on every other part of my life, including my money, because my most important work that's going to translate to more revenue for my business is my ability to create great in-depth content, whether you know, it be course content or videos or whatever. 
And, and I have to build my brain's ability to do that. We we had um, and, and I forget his name. The Family Inc. Dude. But he, he's, Doug. Doug. Uh, Doug. Doug is awesome. And one of the things that he really got into my head was that your labor is actually your most valuable asset. Right. That's yep. what that's what's going to earn you money through most people for the rest of their life. Even if you have a business. Like right now, you're Thomas and and mine as well. Income highly tied to our labor, and yep. uh, you know. One way is to get paid more for your labor, right? Negotiate a higher salary. But another is just to get more labor out of you mm-hmm. without being a workaholic. And I think it's kind of like what we were talking about, being more effective. Yeah. Like for me, articles, I'm obsessed with quartz, QZ.com. Like mm-hmm. every article that's like ever been on that site ever, I've read at least once because I'm insane. Like, li- like literally, like I read every single article every day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but what I've been doing is I, is I, I like can't help myself, but go to the page and I, my normal thing, I just open a million tabs for all the shit I'm interested in. Now I just automatically send them to read it later oh, and then okay. I just close all the tabs and I have the subway on the way home. So I, before yeah. I leave, I download it. I don't have anything to do anyways on the subway. So I just read the news then. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't read news, but but makes one, sense for you. One more thing on, on the time piece uh, that I think they say on average in a week you have uh, like two thousand free minutes, where like maybe I don't know you're watching TV or you're just doing you know it's you're at work and you're it's like a break or whatever, and it amounts to about yeah. like thirty something hours a week. Uh, if you just took a fraction of that. And Mm -hmm. put it towards anything. See, I think this is something we say so often. And one of the things that deep work really illuminated for me, and I I knew it intrinsically before, but I'd never really come to terms with it, is I don't think that time is really the constraining factor for a lot of people. I think it's their willpower and their attention Mm. because these are depletable resources. And I've just been realizing like the daily practices – that I was doing were the things that were causing the bottlenecks. Like for a long period of time, even though I'm the productivity blogger, YouTuber who says exactly what to do, I wasn't getting enough sleep. You know, I've kind of learned that like I need seven and a half hours, six hours doesn't cut it for me. Seven hours doesn't cut it. I need seven and a half. Mm. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I was letting myself look at my phone in the checkout line, basically like never allowing myself to be bored and training my brain to at the slightest hint of boredom or frustration uh, with my work to go get distracted mm. and, you know, working, not having like a shutoff time during the day. And you're and saying like that stuff night. throughout the day wears on your willpower. Cause I you're just like so. reading yeah. shit on Facebook. That's like, you worthless. have like unhealthy habits where you're, you're training your brain. You're building a habit in your brain to the, at the first sign of boredom, you go for a injection of novelty or distraction, mm. right? Or you're not well rested because you're not sleeping well enough. Or you don't have like a clear break between your work and your relaxation time. So you never have like a really good break. You're just always like kind of anxious because you feel like you should be doing something and you feel kind of guilty because you didn't do enough during your real work times. So the big thing for me, and this is going to be tantamount in 2017 as well, but even now, I mean, I'm starting it now and I've started it actually after Thanksgiving, is pay myself first, not in money, but in simply taking care of myself and doing the practices that are going to allow my brain and body to achieve my goals. So that means getting up and taking care of myself first, doing my morning routine, which is like 
push-ups and sit-ups, go to the gym, meditate, eat good breakfast that's healthy, read for like half an hour, and then start working. And have a shutdown time at some point during the day, like 6 p.m., say, so, when I'm done, computer's off, I go just chill or cook dinner with Anna or something. Dude. You know, make better food. That's why I subscribe to Blue Apron right now. I see that. I see that as like the optimal approach but the thing is like your schedule is very atypical right like most people they're at the office at eight you know they've Mm -hmm. so so how would you one adjust that if that was the case and two uh you know for people who want to do more but find themselves exhausted at the end of the day because i actually agree with you like i have i have a litany like a laundry list of things that i want to do and some Mm -hmm. days i come home from work and i just don't have it in me to do anything like even the most simplest so like how do you structure your day so that when you're home you could have one good hour left so i'll be the first to admit that right now my schedule is about as flexible as it could be and other everyone is envious that, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, other than the fact that, like, you know, you schedule these podcast episodes and I got to show up for that. But otherwise, I choose everything that I want to do when I want to do it, which has its drawbacks. But that's not how it's always been. I mean, I did a summer internship where I worked 10 hour days and I went through college. And I've always been the kind of person who works within my constraints. I'm never the kind of person who's like, well, that won't work for me because of this. I'm always the kind of person who's like, that piece of this thing will work for me. Maybe the whole thing won't work, but that piece will work and I will adapt it and I will stretch it and and bend it to work within my constraints. Mm. So say it's, I'm tired when I get home, so I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to work on my blog. Okay, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. Mm. and I'm going to get a good hour of writing in before all my willpower is expended at work because I care more about this than my work. Or maybe my work is, you know, a little less creative or mentally taxing. So I could power through an extra hour at work, even if even though I've already done an hour of writing during the day. I think that's you know? the, the thing that's counterintuitive. Like I, I don't think it's uh clear. And I I really haven't seen it perhaps till now. And and especially mm-hmm. like I'm I'm like reevaluating a lot of stuff and, and I think that um you have to choose not work so that when like yeah. you go into it, it's actually meaningful, mm-hmm. right? Like there are and days again, like look at, look at the practices that I mean, you choose to do even, even if you have like a normal work schedule, you know, maybe you're staying up too late watching Netflix cause you think that's what you need to relax. But as a result, you're not getting enough sleep. Mm. You know, I constantly have to fight my brain because my brain wants to trick itself and, and say, Oh, you can deal with six hours of sleep, mm. you know? Tim Ferriss only gets six hours of sleep. You know, Dave Asprey only gets five hours, but he takes like bulletproof coffee and he's fine. It's like, no, <laughs> you need seven and a half. Fuck you. Turn off the Netflix, get seven and a half. Mm. Um, so I built systems to make sure that, you know, I have a habitica task, get ready for bed an hour or half an hour before bed, turn off my computer. Oh my God. Night. Dude, we came back from Thailand and we were so jet lagged. We were passing out at like nine, like n- really not making it till 10. <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm like up in the morning and I'm like doing headspace and it's great. Yeah. Um, I, I for sleep, you know, it, I, it's still a constant battle. I don't want to feel like I'm like on a high horse trying to say I do all these things because it's still a battle. Like even this week. Uh, I didn't get to the gym one of the days because mm. I let work spill in. So I'm still fighting with 
my you know ability to be consistent with this stuff, but I know that it's valuable and I know that it's what I need to do to be happy and to be successful. So so let's take it from a, a different angle. I actually like this angle that we're on. Like I guess a different angle from when we started. Um, because my my goals are very much not related to numbers, and mm-hmm. I think that the numbers will follow uh, correct decisions for me. Yeah. Right. Uh, the numbers are just quantifiers. Yeah, and, and I think aspect. it's you like you know. So so you made say I don't know one million dollars this year. I think it's more um a factor of like how you've operated for years leading up to those two years you had a massive success yeah. right because it's really like the slow ramp up process mm-hmm. at least it's been for me so if you were to set goals not being thomas frank the the habitica master uh <laughs> but but you know may, maybe maybe an andrew who needs to go to the gym like, like how, how would you structure goals so that it wasn't about the number, but perhaps that comes out as a result? I think it depends on what, what the goal is, you know? You have to ask yourself what you want. So maybe you want to get to the gym. Mm. Personally, and you, I think you have to be observant of what derails you. For me, it is not... You know, I don't. I don't get to the gym and then like wimp out and you know quit early. Oh, same. It's, when I'm there, it's getting there, mm. that's tough. So, you've now pinpointed the problem. Figure out what you can do, either through positive motivation or negative consequences, the threat of consequences, to make yourself get to the gym. For me, um, and this, this is me being weird, habit tracker master again. <laughs> uh, I set a, I, I you know, IFTT. Mm-hmm. Or, if, if this, then that. that, yeah. So I set up something on there where every time I go in the area of my gym, you, you can set like iOS location when you enter an area. That's the trigger. Uh, I send data to Beeminder, which is a tool that tracks your progress on goals and will charge you money if you don't progress mm. at the rate you set. So I set up a goal in Beeminder that says, hey, you have to get to the gym three times a week. Otherwise, you'll be charged. And the only thing that feeds data to Beeminder is me going to the gym physically. Mm-hmm. So that's that is my way of making sure I go because if, as long as I get my ass into the gym, I will work out and I'll work out intensely. It's just really what pulls at my willpower is, oh, you really need to work on this video and it's going to take you like 20 minutes to get dressed and get there and you got to convince Anna to go and then you have to come back and shower. Like all those things are what really makes me fight against my goal. So I built something to basically give my long-term centered brain more ammunition in that fight. And I don't know if something crazy like that weird system will work for you, or maybe it's, hey, Laura, be my gym buddy. Mm. Or maybe a guy at work or something. I don't know. Like, does iHeart have a gym? No, I wish it did. Or does it give you like? Does it give you a gym membership or any perk like that? No, <laughs> we, our perks maybe are that they like, pay us a salary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe that's an, maybe that's an idea you could put forward to your supervisor. Like, hey, it would be awesome if there was like some sort of company sponsored either gym membership or maybe there's like a company sponsored uh, gym goal. Like, mm. I don't know. Maybe it was like an opt-in leaderboard for whoever goes to the gym enough times. And like, if you opt in, you get like a 50% discount membership to X gym or something like that. I don't know. 
Mm. You know, because I'm trying to think of like, what can you do if you're in an organization? I know one thing is in deep work, they mentioned um, these people that worked for a consultancy. They were basically like always on call for their clients Mm. 24 seven. And this researcher from, I think it was like BU, BYU came in and she wanted to do an experiment where they would not be able to be contacted by the clients after a certain time each day. And at first they were really hesitant. They were like, our clients are probably not going to like this. So she convinced them to try it. Not only did the clients not care, they were like, that's fine. You know, we can work within a set window of operating hours. Uh, Their efficiency and their revenue went up. Wow. So that's an example of like, let's make a change in the organization and see how that affects everyone's performance. Maybe there's something you can do, you know, I don't know if you can do it at iHeart, but maybe somebody else who works for a different company could suggest that. Hmm. I think in January, companies and organizations are probably thinking about changes and goals just as much as individuals are. Be the one to spearhead that, man. I like that. Yeah. So, um, did, did we cover anything or do we just have like a conversation? I, I mean, I like the conversation. <laughs> I thought it was good. I think that uh, end of year musings. There, certain people out there probably heard things and went, "Oh man, I should do that," and that's enough for me. Everyone else is not listening anymore. So. That's often all I need. Yeah, you know? just I, like an idea. I like half of my actionable ideas and things that really do make changes in my life from like dumb conversations on Hello Internet, mm. where they have no topic that they talk about. They just they name the episode some joke from the show, but then they'll be like, you know, I've been doing this lately and you know, not everything needs to be a hundred percent branded and packaged. Oh no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the episode and I think we're good. Yeah. Boom. Boom. So I guess we'll close it here. All of our favorite tools, resources, apps, books, things we recommend are over at our toolbox which is listenmightymatters.com slash toolbox. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, anything you want to say, you can email us, listenmightymatters at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. And that's all we got. So until next time, I will see you later, dude. Later, man. Tell your friends about this show.